Welcome to the White Hatter Parenting in an Online World podcast. And on this podcast, we're going to be taking a more holistic approach to online safety in an enlightening and not frightening way based upon facts and not fear. We will provide parents, caregivers, and educators with real-world examples, experiences, and evidence-based research that will help to keep our kids safer emotionally, psychologically, physically, and even socially when they're navigating today's online world. Let's get after it, shall we? Well, welcome everyone. Darren with the White Hatter team, and I'm excited to be your host. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about teen digital relationship abuse. What is it? and why parents, caregivers, and even teens should be alive to this ever-increasing online challenge. As always, this episode is not about telling you how to parent your child, because you're the parent, not us. This podcast episode is all about bringing to your attention what we've seen to be best practices when it comes to parenting in an online world. Dating relationship abuse, also known as domestic abuse, is nothing new to teens or adults. It has been around since humans have interacted in partnerships and intimate relationships. In a 2021 study called The National Prevalence of Adolescent Dating Violence in Canada, the researchers found, and I quote, In the past year, 12% of youth were physically hurt on purpose by someone they were dating or going out with. Another 18% had a dating partner use social media to hurt, embarrass, or monitor them. And 28% reported that dating a partner had tried to control them or emotionally hurt them, end quote. Now, what is new when it comes to adolescent dating abuse? It's how technology is being used by a partner to emotionally, psychologically, physically, socially, sexually, and financially control another person. This is a form of violence, plain and simple, that is delivered via technology as the digital medium. This type of violence shouldn't surprise us given that technology is at the center of most teens' lives in today's on-life world. Now, according to a study conducted by MTV on digital abuse, 22% of young people interviewed felt like their significant other digitally checked up on them too often, 10% of teens reported that their partner demanded their passwords from them, and 17% of teens reported that they felt threatened or manipulated by their partner online. The academic peer-reviewed research shows us that teens' digital relationship abuse via the use of computers, cell phones, text messaging, and social networking websites is increasingly being used to monitor, threaten, and harass partners. In fact, Dr. Samir Hinduja and Dr. Justin Patchen with the Cyberbullying Research Center found that 28% of 12 to 17-year-old teens reported that they experienced some form of digital relationship abuse in all its forms. Now, here in Canada, Prevnet and Queen's University released a 2021 report called Addressing Youth Dating Violence, where they reported that up to 30% of teens that they surveyed stated that they had experienced digital relationship abuse. Research is also now showing us that teens who are dealing with digital relationship abuse often face psychological, physical, and sexual abuse from their partners as well. In fact, the additional abuse they experience is 2.5 to 5 times as frequent as those who are in abusive relationships that did not involve digital abuse. Parenting tip. As our friends at the BC Society of Transition House stated, and I quote, As a parent or caregiver, you are a crucial part of helping teens develop healthy relationships and providing the support necessary to build confidence and maturity to identify healthy relationships. Caregivers are attuned to identifying safety concerns and accustomed to intervening and protecting their children when harmful circumstances arise. 
end quote. Again, teen digital relationship abuse is any form of abusive behavior between partners that takes place by using technology to emotionally, psychologically, physically, socially, sexually, and financially control another person in a relationship. Teen digital relationship abuse can include, but is not limited to, a partner who repeatedly sends text messages wanting to know the who, what, where, when, why, and how of what you're doing and expects reciprocation. A partner who demands or steals passwords to their partner's phone and social media platforms. A partner who hacks or spies on a partner's social network or email account. Posing as the partner on a social network to exert control by altering the page or online profile. A partner who constantly looks through their partner's phone and checks up on their pictures, texts, and outgoing calls. A partner who floods a social network page with negative messages about the relationship. A partner who tells their partner who they can and cannot be a friend with on social media. A partner who continues to share their partner's private information online without consent. Pressuring a partner to send sexually explicit messages, in other words, nudes. And a partner who threatens to harm themselves when their partner disagrees or mentioned that they wish to end the relationship. Parenting tip. According to an article written by Cherie Gordon titled, What Teens and Parents Need to Know About Digital Abuse, and I quote, Many times, teens don't realize that the jealousy, possessiveness, and excessive texting are the first signs of control and not a sign of love. Then, by the time the abuse has escalated to a more serious form of control, like demanding to know where they are at all times, limiting who they can interact with on social media, monitoring their messages and emails, and stalking them online, they are already deeply entrenched in the relationship, and breaking free of the abuse becomes more of a challenge." End quote. Again, some warning signs from our friends at the BC Society Transition Houses for parents to be aware of when it comes to your teen being involved in an unhealthy relationship that may include digital relationship abuse. Number one, is your child disconnected from friends or family? Have they lost interest or abandoned interests that were once important? Number two, have you seen sudden changes in mood or personality in your child? Do they seem afraid of their partner, constantly nervous or anxious, depressed, acting out or secretive? Do they have unexplained bruises, scratches or injuries? Number three, does your teen seem upset or anxious when they miss their partner's phone call? Does it seem like the partner is always checking up on them? Number four, does the partner control your teen's behavior? make their decisions, act extremely jealous or possessive, and demand to know where your teen is and who they're with? And number five, does your teen apologize for their partner's behavior towards you or others? Have they casually mentioned the partner's temper or violent behavior and then laughed it off as a joke? Remember, teen digital relationship abuse is not something that should be taken lightly, as often it can lead to physical abuse. So what can you do if your child is being targeted? Here's what we and other experts recommend and teach teens to do. Number one, communicate with your partner. If you don't like what is going on, talk to your partner about which behaviors are upsetting you. A partner should respect relationship boundaries. Number two, keep your password secret. When pressured by your partner to share your password, don't do it. Remember that no is a complete sentence and has no room for negotiation. If your partner doesn't respect your non-willingness to provide your password to them, this is a strong indication that they have control issues. Number three, trust your gut. If you don't like what your partner is saying online about you, tell a friend, a parent, a teacher, or someone else who can help you. Number four, screen capture everything. If you're going to report your partner's behavior, you need evidence to support your claim. Screen capture everything and hide it in a Vault app or Decoy app so your partner can find it and delete it. Number five, report it. 
If things continue to escalate to the point where your partner is making threats or demands, report it to the police and show them the screenshot you have saved as evidence to support your complaint. Number six, draw your line. There is no need for you to settle for a relationship that doesn't give you any breathing room. Take control, delete, unfriend, and defend your digital and real world domain. And number seven, change your passwords. If you do decide to leave a relationship, ensure that the day before you break it off, change all your passwords on your devices and social media platforms, and don't tell your partner you've done so. This will prevent them from accessing your accounts and secretly posting mean comments as a weapon and then changing your password so that you can't take them down later. Parenting tip. If your child is in an abusive relationship, try to avoid demanding your team break up or end things. Instead, empower them to make the decision on their own. Too many times, a parent's demand will often have an opposite effect and will bind the two teens closer together. So, what can you do as a parent if you believe that your child is in a relationship where their partner is using technology to control your child? Here's what our friends at Media Smarts Canada had to share. Number one, be supportive. The most important thing you can do is offer your non-judgmental support. Don't blame them, listen to what they say. Let them know that the abuse is not their fault and that they deserve to be treated with respect. Number two, voice your concerns. Be open about your concerns. Take their responses seriously and make sure your team knows you're on their side and don't suggest that they stop using their phone or social media. They will likely see this as a threat. Number three, explore options. Don't try to push them into leaving. Instead, try to break their isolation by encouraging them to spend more time with family and friends. You can also talk to your team's friends to see if they have similar concerns. Number four, encourage healthy communications. Talk with them about boundaries and good communication, like not posting or replying to something in anger, but instead walking away from the situation until they've cooled down. And number five, use resources. In some cases, you may want to seek professional help for your teen. Having someone to talk to, like a school counselor, a private therapist, or an anonymous helpline like the kid's help phone can provide a positive source of support in a difficult relationship. We speak to teens digital relationship abuse in our middle school and high school social media safety and digital literacy presentations with students. We actually believe deeper discussions on this topic should take place as a family and should also be integrated into social awareness, responsibility, and the human health core curriculum in North American schools. As always, we like to say in all our parent and caregiver programs, be your child's best parent and not their best friend when it comes to their online world. There is a difference. However, to do this, we parents and caregivers need to educate themselves and ourselves um, about what is happening in today's online world. And this is what this podcast is all about. Remember, parents, you are not alone on this digital journey. We are here to help. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thewhitehatter.ca and on our White Hatter Facebook page where there's just a ton of free content to help parents and caregivers parent in today's online world. As well, on our website, we outline all programs that we offer to schools, families, youth groups, and even businesses when it comes to social media safety and digital literacy. Stay strong, be that mentor and digital sheepdog, and from the White Hatter team, thank you for listening, and until our next podcast, have a great week, everybody.